Hello everyone, how's it going? Welcome to Bitchin' Brew, a podcast about music, life and everything in between. This is episode number 47 and I, as ever, am your host, Danny Randon. I hope that you're all staying safe and staying as sane as you possibly can be wherever you are listening in this ever-increasingly strange and, let's face it, pretty damn bleak world that we're living in at the moment. Um, I'm going to keep the intro to this episode fairly short because I think the chat that I'm about to bring you kind of speaks for itself really. This episode uh, circles around something that is very much a lockdown-induced project. Uh, Now, depending on, you know, how you have individually dealt with the events of the last few months and the and the kind of measures that have have followed with the pandemic uh you may be in one of two groups most of you that are listening anyway you may be someone who is just trying to take each day as it comes i consider myself very much to be on that side of the fence uh you know hence why there probably haven't been as many episodes of the podcast as I would have liked there to have been originally at the start of this whole shit show, Um, but that's totally cool. Or you may be on the other side of that fence where you may have just dived headfirst into a new and exciting and probably quite scary creative endeavour and hoping for a massive payoff. Now, the two gents that are my guests for this episode of Bitch and Brew very much sit in that latter camp. Their names are Dan Fisher and Ben Pollard. They are not only long-time friends of the pod, but they are co-hosts of the critically acclaimed podcast Uncaged, uh, which they are documenting their experiences of watching the entire filmography of the cult actor Nicolas Cage. It's 100 Nicolas Cage films in 100 days, although I think I think this pandemic may be going on for a little bit longer than 100 days at this point. Um, but they have been doing a different film from Nicolas Cage's filmography in chronological order every day. It's a mammoth undertaking for which I kind of applaud and empathise with them in equal measure. Um, obviously, this is moving ever so slightly away from the key topic of music uh, that we tend to centre around on Bitch and Brew, but it's branching out into my other great, great love, which is films. And Ben and Dan were lovely enough to invite invite me to um, appear on an episode of Uncaged, where we discussed the uh, Nicolas Cage film, obviously, uh, Lord of War from 2004, 2005, somewhere around that time. It's actually a really, really good film. I'd never seen it before before appearing on Uncaged and, and had a really good time chatting with Dan and Ben about them, so I was very appreciative that they welcomed me onto their their very excellent podcast um so it felt only right to invite them on for a chat about their socially distanced adventure uh, a couple of disclaimers before we get into the uh, the meat and bones of this podcast uh, the first one being that this was recorded some time ago uh, i appeared on episode number 44 I think it's somewhere around there, of uh, Uncaged. And they're now 
they're now heading towards kind of uh, the home stretch. I believe they're really, really close at this point to episode number 90. So they're coming towards the end of their adventure. Um, and I, I was very much intending to put it out sooner, but that's just life. So apologies for the delay uh, if the if the chat does seem a little bit dated at points. And, and Dan and Ben, if you are listening, you may listen back to this chat with some degree of sentimentality because it was recorded at a time when Nick Cage was a, a household name for all the right reasons. They weren't yet in the straight-to-DVD era of Nicolas Cage, or straight-to-streaming now, as I should say. Um, the second disclaimer... Obviously, this is one of the uh, one of the rare episodes of Bitch and Brew where it has to be recorded remotely for you know obvious reasons. What with the uh, pandemic and us just trying to trying to stay safe and uh, maintain social distancing at the moment. As much as I love to record in person, I know that's just not feasible at the moment. So we did record this remotely across three different locations. Um, myself. Uh, and Dan actually on the south coast of the UK and Ben a little bit further up towards London um, we did it on some form of conferencing software it was that long ago I can't even remember which one it was uh, so yeah it may be subjected to some sharper edits than usual uh, just because there's a little bit of you know there's a couple of instances where we do talk over one another and, and there can be a couple of miscommunications here and there but I hope I've uh, managed to edit it and present it in a format which is not only listenable but incredibly entertaining. I'll be back on the other side of this podcast to go through all the, you know, all the usual admin. Uh, but until then, enjoy my chat with Dan Fisher and Ben Pollard, the hosts of the Uncaged podcast. like a little bit of the odd one out here by the way because you have both openly admitted to going to grab beers for this speaking of it, oh, oh it's your boy <laughs> you well, love you know what, to mate? hear it's, it it's tradition at this point isn't it kind of is yeah yeah i, I promised danny the other day we were going to do this a couple of days ago but it didn't quite come to fruition but i promised danny i was going to have my first ever cup of tea but um I, i'll level with you I, i'm a person that doesn't like trying new things and i've completely bottled it as ben would know, i've got a kind of saga going on with whether i like granola or not at the moment and i can't deal with two things at once it's quite the quite the <laughs> like a, the soap opera of my life in lockdown tell you what though, ben, they I, won't they i had granola again today and i bloody love it Ah, you're back on the side. I'm back on the side of granola. I don't want it, but I'm going to have it. What is your accompaniment for said granola? Are we talking non-dairy uh, almond mi- milk? Almond mm. milk, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Al- almond milk and strawberries. That, that's why it was such a big deal, because I've, I've never had strawberries outside of a cheesecake before. So this is this was fucking me up. <laughs> You've never just had acapella strawberries? Acapella straws. <laughs> <laughs> no, they look horrible. They look like they've got those little, they look like they've got teeth on the outside of them. I'm very visual with foods and there's a lot of fruit especially fruit I don't know why but I just if I don't like the look of it I'll never try it so there's a lot of things same with teas and coffee I've never had it not interested 
the look of it upsets me. Well, so are you, are you a, a sensitive toothed boy? There, there's honestly not, no, no not at all. And there, oh, there's okay. not many foods that I've had that I don't like. But even wow. like, everything was maybe four years ago, I had my first ever orange. And I loved it, but just, I, I won't eat them because I, I'm not in my comfort zone there. Interesting. Well, I mean, no one knows how to eat an orange successfully, so don't worry. You kind I, of it's got not to even that. It's just the it's segment just, thing, and then you chuck it in, and then it comes. It is a lot of work, isn't it? Yeah. But it's, it's just, uh, I, I don't know what it is about. It, it's such a strong flavor, and I love it. I love orange juice, I love orange flavor stuff, and I really enjoyed this one orange, but I just don't, I don't have it in me to go through that. Like, Danny, that is this is this good? Is I'm this really sorry. Is this why you, this, I presume this is why you bought us on for our yeah, you yeah, know, you just, our you, unique brand of humor. I'll, I'll level with you here, Danny, mate. We've been talking shit to each other every day for the last 45, 46 days. <laughs> and, you know, you, you've got straight off the back of that, and I still feel like I'm in that mode. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely a certain headspace. I'll, it's I'll nice, good to it. let loose. Some people go out and they'll, you know, they'll do a physical activity or they'll have uh, some sort of extracurricular hobby and this has almost become like that it's my zone i can go to and just i sort of black out for the hour or so <laughs> we record or have one of it, and just what falls out of my mouth is there and i'm sure one day i'll come to the edit section i'll go oh that was ill advised oh, no. but uh, that hasn't come along yet no no Although, rag- I, no regrets my mum earlier and she uh, is a fan of the show hi mum she recently listened to our Gone in 60 Seconds episode, Dan, where we realised that the Greek translation of that film was come in 60 seconds and then go on to do maybe about two minutes worth of bits off the back of that. My mother did not care for that episode. Oh, my She was more into 8mm. Where I watched a snuff film with my dad. Yeah, she loved that one. Right. We, 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 we're doing this again. This is Danny's podcast. <laughs> yes, sorry. No, you just wind sorry. them up, you let them go. This is this is why I got you guys on. And also for the, you know, for the reason that you uh, welcomed me onto your own podcast to talk about um, a film I very much enjoyed, Lord of War. I figured I should uh, uh, probably introduce you to individually because obviously together you uh, host the Uncaged podcast but we are welcoming back a returning, one returning guest and one, technically one debutant. I think, Benny, you have made very fleeting cameos on the podcast before. I think it was during the Failure by Design Records roundtable the ill fate yeah. the ill fated round table uh, which Dan himself was a guest on um but yes uh, Ben Pollard as i mentioned co-founder of the much missed failure by design records and videographer for everyone from gender roles and black futures to slipknot and slayer how are you sir i'm the- very well danny <laughs> <laughs> was that natural? That was very natural. Dear listener, what you hear there is us doing a do-over because uh, my phone rang just as I asked oh, Benny how he was. But... I thought you just didn't like my answer. No, I... <laughs> I, I, I Try didn't... again, Ben. I didn't like how humble you were. <laughs> but yes, uh, uh, as we were mentioning, co-founder of uh, Failure by Design Records, now videographer for quite a wide range of bands, really. Um, I think I mentioned Slayer and Slipknot uh, during that time, but also uh, Gender Roles and uh, Black Futures and Wallflower and tons of great uh, UK bands. I understand, actually, just found out the other day that you shot the first ever video for Friends of the Podcast Employed to Serve a few moons ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was more than a few moons ago. Yeah, it was, man. What a cool band. That was so long ago. 
Yeah, yeah. They're the best. And I know this isn't necessarily what we were here, brought here to talk about, but big shout out to those guys. If anyone deserves it, it's Sammy and Justine and everyone that plays in their band with them. Because many years ago, I used to put on shows in Guildford, where I used to live, and they would be there handing out their demos at the end of every show to people that were interested. So they've literally gone there and done the street fighting and tried to bring people on side. And man, I respect it. It's so sick how big their band is these days. It's yeah, crazy, big fan of that. It? How long ago was it you did the video then? Probably, it was from their first EP. So I'm before trying to gauge how long they've been going for. I believe their band started as like a bedroom project and they had literally just some like handmade demo CDs. And that must have been like eight or nine years ago. And the video Ooh. was probably probably six or seven i would guess possibly more you know yeah it was it was cool it was i filmed it and handed it over to them but they were as always a pleasure to be around good people yeah sorry <laughs> i'm trying not to just keep talking about employed yourself because i could do for quite a while i think but. that's that's cool they are good people um unlike uh, your co-host <laughs> on the on the Uncaged podcast, uh, returning. Oh, uh. <laughs> oh, wow! I didn't know oh. who you were going to drop in there. I didn't think it was going to be my best friend of the world, Dan Fisher, my colleague, my videographer to the stars, Benny P, and then this for me. I mean, it's probably deserved. This is what you get for not liking tea. It's not that I don't like it. I just don't want to drink it. I don't like the look of it. It's, it don't like don't, the look don't, of don't it. Don't start me on this. <laughs> I had a Lipton iced tea once. I think we spoke about this the first time I came on. Probably. Between <laughs> the sips the of Smirnoff ice. I was in Portugal and they didn't have any, any water, which is wild. <laughs> what? Yeah, they didn't have any... We were told not to drink the tap water and I was quite young and didn't understand it and didn't have any bottled water. And so uh, my, I, I think my parents... My, it must be my mum bought me like a Lipton like lemon iced tea. I, I, again, quite nice. Would never have it again. Limited uh, limited supply to water. It sounds like you're on an episode of Naked and Afraid or something. You, you've got to remember that my family from Totten, so when I say we're on holiday, you can kind of imagine. <laughs> that is very, very regional banter right there. <laughs> oh dear. Right, well yes, uh, Daniel Fisher, welcome back to the podcast. This is third time you've been on now in three years? This is years? the hat trick, yeah, thanks for having me back. Oh, it's yeah. an absolute pleasure. Obviously, guitarist in, in numerous bands over the years, um, including Guillotine at the time that you were uh, on the podcast, and um, pissing about in multiple hardcore bands in the Salisbury scene, as you were <laughs> as you were enlightening me with when we were catching up the there's, other day. There's not much else to do in the, uh, in the Cathedral City. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we should really talk um, about your uh, ongoing project at the moment. And um, before we do that, obviously we are coming to you from lockdown. So if you each want to tell me a little bit about your lockdown situations, where you are, who you're with. Benny, let's start with you. Dan and I have often joked about this, that it's not been a massive change for either of us. We both more or less shackle ourselves to our computers for our jobs or for entertainment purposes so <laughs> i mean let's be real I, I i was refusing to eat an orange before this i'm not going outside willingly at the best of times <laughs> uh my situation it could be a lot worse my partner and i rent the ground floor of a house and we're quite fortunate that we've been here for a while before the fact we love each other very much and there's no one else I'd rather be stuck in lockdown with. So that's why I decided to bring myself down a peg and start a podcast. <laughs> it's what I had it too good. That's what podcasts are primarily there for, right? No, they're to stamp, to let the world know, no matter where they are, that you are in fact a white man in your twenties or late thirties. <laughs> 
Oh God! But you're you're up in a in lovely Kingston upon Thames, Benny and Daniel. You're down near my way. Well, yeah, I'm I'm back. Um, so so to, to go back on your question about how we're dealing with lockdown and stuff. So I had a fairly serious knee operation just maybe like three four weeks before lockdown was called into effect, and because of that, went back to my family home, which is where I now am. Um, I'm sure. If anyone sees the picture, you'll see that I'm literally sat in the, the room of, uh, of, of many Karens, uh, surrounded by live, laugh, love photos, <laughs> and just, uh, just, <laughs> it's like part part of a sewing room that my mum set up, which is very fun. Genuinely but, thought that was your bedroom. I, I wish. You love to live and laugh and love to love, so. Oh, if, if you bedroom. know me at all, you know that's three of my least favourite things to do. <laughs> Don't lie. We all know the original outline for your uh, for your scalp tattoo was just live, laugh, love in big letters. Oh, I, I, wish, I wish I'd done that, to be fair. So our, our paths have, uh, have all crossed in, in various different ways over the years, as, as people uh, may have identified at this point. But the reason we're here today is because uh, you've very kindly invited me on uh, your new podcast. So at the start of uh, lockdown, you started uh, a new project called Uncaged, which in which you're uh, looking to watch a uh, hundred Nicolas Cage films in a hundred days. What were you thinking? <laughs> I say going back in time, I'd definitely change the name to Unhinged. I think it would make a whole lot more sense at this point. <laughs> this is honestly, this has become the. Uh, it, it, it's difficult. I think I go through two different. Uh, feelings toward of affection towards this where in one sense of me and ben have said that it's it's great it gives us a little bit of routine each day it gives us something to do but there are days when you just don't want to fucking see him <laughs> I, I, am i allowed to swear on this danny because i because i have fuck no <laughs> so <laughs> that's a perfect way of putting it yeah it was to get a sense of i think everyone struggled when lockdown was announced for lack of a better term when everything around that was initiated probably the, my favorite announcement of the year yeah exactly <laughs> boris johnson's <laughs> tweeting got a sick announcement tomorrow <laughs> yeah we're here to announce an announcement <laughs> Coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. We're supporting anyway. Um... I saw a couple of bands that have actually done that, and they've done like a like a, a, a merch drop tailored around the virus. And I just thought, oh, come on now. Are you still allowed to say going viral? Not after this, you're not. <laughs> yeah, that's what I wondered. Like, are you still able to go viral? You know, that's every content creator's dream, effectively, for that shit. So you, you can no longer go viral, and Kobe's no longer a thing. What's yeah. left? Yeah, well, do you say Kony or Kobe? I mean, both, both unfortunately. Both gone, unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nicolas Cage, you looked at his um, IMDb and figured you had that he had... Danny, I'll be honest with you, we didn't get that far. <laughs> no. And honestly, I think if we had, this, this would have been a completely different project. I think maybe the night before we started, I can't even really remember the timeline. It feels like a I, I would have life. straight up said no if I looked at the IMDb before agreeing to this. Yeah, like we, we've had um, like a kind of not so much of a, a segment or a, like more of a recurring theme where every now and then Ben or I will come up with little puns to do with a. Uh, other actors and we always be like oh, like Richard Gear, we could do Gearheads the next podcast we go through and it, that's that's how much thought went into Uncaged we thought Uncaged is a really funny name to do a podcast what, what would we do we just I don't know just watch a film of Nicolas Cage every day and do a daily podcast yeah that sounds like a laugh started it and it was maybe like three or four days in we were like there's a there's hundred of them <laughs> so it was at a very what? early point that you thought 
we've made a mistake here. Day four. <laughs> yeah, that was day, day four. It all came crashing down. What, Dan what? and I definitely got on a level quite soon on, and um, but now we're in an interesting era of the show where definitely at the beginning we were we were on a level where we seem to have the same ebbs and flows, the same highs and lows. Whereas now we seem to have different different energies on different days, and that's what I've really been enjoying lately. I mean, the episode that we released just today uh, amplifies that probably the best it ever has. Where which one went up today? That was the one where we watched Adaptation, where halfway oh, through the show you fell terribly ill and were being sick in your mouth while I read you a bedtime story. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't not a high point of my lockdown, to be honest. Yeah, it wasn't up there for me either, mate. But listen, the show must go on. <laughs> exactly. We made we made a deal quite early on, uh, Danny. That uh, obviously we're doing this during a pandemic, and we were like, at the time we were like, okay, one of us is is going to get ill by the end of this. There's no, there's kind of no way around it. But no matter what happens, we find a way to do this. It doesn't matter how ill, we'll, we'll try and find a way to power through. In hindsight, now that we've realised how serious the pandemic has gotten, the stupidest thing I've ever agreed to in my life. <laughs> I, I mean, Nicholas, <laughs> Nicholas Cage or not. sat in the room just going, I don't care how ill I'm getting, I'm going to watch World Trade Centre today. <laughs> no, you're not. This is dumb. I mean, Nicholas Cage or not, the, the description of the adaptation episode, you vomiting in your mouth while Benny read you a bedtime story. That just sounds like a normal Dan Fisher weekend. Oh, stop it! To make it quite clear, Danny, I wasn't even drinking. I was just not okay at all. Oh yeah, god! Too much sunshine. See, told you, mate. Don't go outside. <laughs> so the episode that I I appeared on, uh, Lord of War, that was day number forty-five. Was it? It was like 42, 41, For- 42, I think. All oh, right. Okay. So maybe uh, forty-three. Uh, who knows at this point, mate? There's days don't exist anymore. So going back so- right right to the beginning, looking at the really early films. So we're talking like. I think it was episode number two you did Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah. Oh, the, the stellar the performance from Brad's bud, <laughs> Nicolas Cage himself. Um, <laughs> do you think the seed for, for Nick Cage's signature acting style was planted early? Oh, this is a great like, interview question. And i got to be honest, I am loving this. <laughs> You're it's welcome. It's really rare for us to get to talk about Nicolas Cage. And this yeah, is it's a real yeah. treat. I like at the beginning, Danny lists off all the other things that you and I have done and are known for and are probably more impressive to bring up in a conversation. But then he's just cut into the heart of the matter. Damn, I respect it <laughs> um going to the question i would say yes from quite early on we see not a very refined cage but i, I feel like we've hit a point now in the kind of mid 40s where he's not started so much dialing it in but has started to kind of we, we, we know a lot of the kind of films he's done in the last kind of 10 years have been really kind of a lot of yelling a lot of those signature cage moves and that was very much the case very early in his career. But there's kind of like a midpoint um, where he hits bankruptcy. And I figured that does take a huge kind of toll and has, you know, a lot of effect on the roles that he ends up taking. But um, yeah, it was it was very nice to see that it was, we thought it was going to be somewhat of a slow progression, but he, he clearly started off with a vision and no one ever told him to stop. He hits the ground running, certainly. Yeah, he learned to run before he learned how to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! What what have been your favourite um, movies uh, from this experience so far? Maybe favourite Cage moments within those movies. Oh, Lord, 
there'd definitely be two separate answers for those. Yeah, it's it's hard to break it up because I I'm actively trying not to get like too nostalgic at any point. Like fairly early on into the project, I think only like day seven or eight, embarrassingly, Dan and I were getting nostalgic for the times before Cage BC, where we. <laughs> Where it wasn't part of the routine. So I'm, I'm trying not to... I'm constantly trying to look ahead at this thing and not dwell too far back. Which, sorry, isn't a very useful or interesting answer. I, I would like to say to you, Danny, instead, that recently we both watched a film called Matchstick Men, which was right. uh, genuinely really good. I would say um, your probably favourite film is Matchstick Men is 100% up there from what we've seen so far. Uh, Wind Talkers was a, was a lovely surprise. Yes, boy! Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of other ones that we've really really enjoyed obviously National Treasure for me is a personal favourite oh god not, not this again <laughs> I know I know for well that's not shared amongst everyone but <laughs> of all the things that I've ever said I don't understand why that's the one that you deem controversial <laughs> Very true, very true. There's just been just just a plethora of weird acting. Yeah, it's um it's a constantly evolving story and um I think it would cheapen the the effort, the scientific research Daniel and I are doing to log these in podcast form for people to find out. So if you are interested then there's a place to do it. What I will say on Nick Cage, however, is he is a man that very rarely gives the same performance twice. And although we are in the eye of the storm of the typhoon that is the man that is Nick Cage, we already infrequently gives us the same thing twice and constantly keeps us guessing. He's only done three sequels and one of them's not necessarily an official sequel. It's a sequel because Nick decided it was. Yeah, he just revives a character for absolutely no reason. So what, we have, we, we've obviously got National Treasure Book of Secrets, we've uh, got Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Yep. God damn it. What, he what's what's in, the pseudo-sequel? He, he does a sequel to his character Eddie in Deadfall where he's in a film called Arsenal. I'm not sure what year it is. It's, it's got to be like kind of 2010-ish. Right. It, uh, around that kind of era. But for some reason, it's, it became a kind of cult kind of film in the fact that it's horrendous. It's one of the worst films you'll ever see. But his <laughs> character that he decides on playing is just the most outrageous guy. He's called Eddie, and he just decides he's going to revive this character. Even though the character dies in the film, oh. he just decides he's just going to bring him back. Oh, wonderful. It, it's just fantastic. This is the kind of project that really kind of puts this stuff uh, it's we have this talk a lot in the basis that a lot of the time you'll watch a film and just go any other day of the week I would have absolutely loved this mm. but you know what I mean there's been some that have just just been really I don't know I'm trying to think We've of like surrendered real... the option of choice it's unfortunately yeah. it's it's up to Nick now he is the dealer dishing out the cards and all we can do is play them and hope for the best and sometimes the right film will catch you at the right moment and it is a euphoria because you feel like you've been spared by the man but sometimes the absolute inverse of that happens where you're on a low swing and he will just give you some drivel and i think the moment for me one of the lower points we've had definitely was off the back of what we tentatively call the big four where he goes from leaving las vegas oh, into the rock alongside sean connery into face off with Travolta uh, into Con Air, so I'm getting the order wrong there, but Con Air as well. Some huge action blockbusters and a film where he acts so good, Hollywood itself gives him a big trophy for it. <laughs> Off the back of that, we were like, where is this man going to go? The sky's the limit with him. And Dan, do you remember what he went into? 
a City of Angels, which was just, and, and that into Snake Eyes, which was two, the two films he did in 98. Honestly, just, I, I wouldn't wish them upon my worst enemies. We watched, uh, was it Xander Lee? And we had like the issues where I couldn't find a version of the film to actually watch in English. So I watched the entire film in Polish. <laughs> um, I, I can tell you now, it's, it's a bad film in English. Uh, you wouldn't want to watch it in any other way. It's just it needs abysmal. must, you know. But yeah, that's the thing. Like the, the show must go on. You've got to we're, scratch and claw uh, your way through. No so people don't have to, you know. Where um, <laughs> the word martyrs gets thrown around a lot these days. <laughs> I was going to say we've just done. We've just finished the three films he did in two thousand six, and in the what same a, year. What a year. So we're talking about after coming, coming off the big the big four that he did. The three that he decided to do in a row here was The Ant Bully, World Trade Center, and The Wicker Man. Oh, the beast, and, the beast. Let me tell you, Danny, there is... I don't think I've ever experienced cinematic whiplash from one actor in one year across three days as much as I have going from Nick Cage voicing an animated ant who is also a wizard into him being uh, a New York cop during 9-11. Fire, fireman, fire, firefighter, actually, not a cop. down into... I mean, we're recording this just after we've watched The Wicker Man and The Bees. The Bees. The Bees, yeah. We've been very fortunate that in recent times we've had guests, Danny, yourself included, joining us and... Uh, it definitely eases the burden. Like, uh, listen, Daniel Fish is one of my very best friends in the world. I love that man. But I'm talking to him every single day at this point about one thing. And uh, it, it's nice to have a third option sometimes thrown into the conversation. The, yeah. the guest section couldn't have come at a better time. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're spoiled rotten at the moment. We've got a new person to try and uh, sap some energy and enthusiasm from every day for the next month. So oh, yeah, we, we've, we've had some good ones. It, it's nice being able to pick and choose what we put people through as well. We're not giving anyone a choice. Yeah. Because um, obviously, Danny, big, big friend of yours, like, you know, big fan of your, of your um, podcast and everything. And oh, thank everything you. Everything else that comes alongside it. Obviously, when I just had my knee surgery, Danny was probably one of the, maybe like one or two people that came to visit, made me... Maybe a lovely, uh, was it lemon drizzle? I did, I oh, made you vegan lemon drizzle. It was incredible. So I, this was all, I kept all of this in mind when, when picking out a film for Danny. Other friends, such as we had her. Not to validate myself, but you forgot the, the rather brilliant gifts on the side as well. Oh, I, I don't want to mention everything, but yeah, there was the Kickboxer DVD, a DVD of, of The Rock, not the film here, but The Rock is in The Wrestler. Uh, it was a book on kind of like, uh, it was Aliens and Conspiracies. Yeah. God, you're a good friend. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it was a great came out of this whole care package to my parents' house as well. And my parents, obviously, were here in Tottenham, and they're just like, I can't believe anyone exists that's this nice. Like, they've they met my friends from Tottenham, and that's about it. Here. Yeah, and I was like, what, what are you doing? I can't believe no one robbed you on the way. <laughs> yeah, obviously, this was before the lockdown and everything. I'd just come, I'd only just got back from the surgery, and yeah, that was, I very much kept all of that in mind when, uh, when picking out a film for Danny. And the same has been when we've had other people on. Like, we just had a, a couple other close friends of mine. We've had a, Ricky Bates and Sean McGowan have come on. I've very much had, a, had films okay. in mind for them going straight in. So We like to reflect the quality of the film against people's personality. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Ricky got the World Trade Center film. Oh, lovely. <laughs> and Sean got the Wicker Man. Oh, that's I, superb. I, it's the angriest I've heard anyone so far. <laughs> oh, yeah. And what, me and Ben have been very angry. Which one, Sean? Sean towards the Wicker Man or Ricky oh, towards? Yeah, Sean towards right. the Wicker Man. Oh my word! As, as you can kind of imagine, trying to record 
a kind of semi-funny podcast about 9-11. You can kind of imagine how that goes down. Oh, yeah. Not like so, a world not... trade building. Oh, oh. So I, I imagine by the time you... You might not want to release this. I'd probably wait until after our World Trade Center episode comes out and see how cancelled we are <laughs> before you uh, before you want to associate yourself and your brand with ours. Yeah, yeah. Word to the wise. But, uh, the way I like to see it, Danny, ride or die. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the original tagline from Ghost Rider? I no, that was die then ride. <laughs> I can give you the official tagline for Ghost Rider from 2007. His curse. Will become his power. That is uh, that is really off the chain because he has oh, a God. he has a flaming is... chain, doesn't he? Chain, chain. Yeah. It's like the Ghost Rider the, the... chain. Yeah, yeah. We're with you. <laughs> this is the thing about being force-fed films. I mean, if you look at it, if you're being force-fed meals, it doesn't matter if the meal's any good. You don't want it. I'm full. Yeah, that's <laughs> and that's how I describe it. It's, I am full to the brim. I've eaten so much Nick Cage, and to be honest with you, Danny, I need a shit. <laughs> That's how I feel about this podcast. <laughs> it's gluttonous, isn't it? It's too much, frankly. Well, well you were you were saying about the um, the fact that you know you've got that light at the end of the tunnel is kind of his his more recent work. You said about Mandy and, and Color Out of Space. Did we think that Nick Cage is kind of having his equivalent of the of the reconnaissance that Matthew McConaughey had a few years ago? Yeah. Totally. I haven't come up with a good pun, but it's, it's definitely a renaissance of, of the man where he, he finds his own pace. I think he realises what a figure he's become throughout the internet. And mm. like, for example, we both found out that there's a Reddit community dedicated to Nick Cage called One True God. That's about 135,000 members. Fuck me. Like Jesus. Like, and that's just the people that have actively seeked out. Like, he has fans over the world. And it is fascinating. And, uh, yeah, like I say, I'm, I've never been completely certain what the point of what we're doing is. But at this point, it's far too late to stop. Otherwise, it would have all been for nothing. Granted, when we get to the end, it might be exactly the same answer. But it's there's a reason that people gravitate to him, him specifically, in such a way. And it's very... Genuinely, it is very fascinating to see it all play out and figure out why. And uh, it's it's a ride. Every good film for Nick feels like a win for us. For sure, for sure. Do you like the idea of him becoming more of... Do you reckon we could get like him back up to the level of national treasure or do you think we could have another golden run well we found out recently that he's there's actually a national treasure free in the works as well as a, a as a, a tv series the series will probably be like zach efron and someone else that's young and not so much of it yeah yeah oh we, we we should probably mention the uh, the big rumours. I don't know if it even is a rumour. I think it's probably confirmed at this point about his uh, his looming portrayal of the Tiger King, Joe Exotic. Well, quite yeah. right. Completely confirmed now at this point. That's going to be something. It's going to be something indeed. I'm really looking forward to it. Well, that's the thing. I, I, coming off the back of the gifts that you got for me, Danny, um, the guy who actually produced and made the second Kickboxer film is currently making a film with Nick Cage at the moment that's supposed to be due out this year. It's been just been pushed back. But it's a film called Jiu-Jitsu. Oh, my word. In which... Yeah, and if, if you want to get excited about a film, then this is this is the one. Because we're going to see Nick Cage in a sci-fi martial arts film where he uses jiu-jitsu that he uses in real life, by the way. He's, a tra- he's trained in the art of jiu-jitsu against oh, yeah. aliens. 
<laughs> Fucking hell. So it's it's one of those things, and it's one. Of those, the more we kind of get to grow alongside Nick, the more you kind of learn to understand some of his weirder choices, and the more you you realise these are not necessarily the films that everyone and like you know mainstream Hollywood are going to review well, but they're the films that he loves to make, and they always come out the best. You can tell if he's enjoying doing it when you watch it and that's why i get so excited now when i see things like this and mandy and you know those kind of those weird ones that would often be overlooked if they didn't have a star like cage and instead of putting his career at the forefront now i feel like he's bringing other people up with him and i feel like that's far more important i'm right there with you dan he's he's a man with nothing left to prove and even when he wins his oscar he gives an in as part of his speech says i just love acting but i'm really looking forward to the moment where we see him remember that again and that may well be the moment that dan and i remember how we feel about him again well on that note we look forward to uh, joining you on the rest of this wonderful journey uh, through the oeuvre of nick cage himself um i feel like because you got me to um say the the closing line to your uh, podcast I feel like I should let you deliver my closing line of be loud, be kind and be bitching. When when you hear me clap, Benny, I want you to say be loud, then Fisher, you say be kind and I'll say be bitching. How about that? Yeah, man, I, love, I love that. I can't, I can't believe I'm finally going to put my uh, degree in music to the test here. You're Excellent. so much more technically proficient than Daniel and I and our show so I'm honestly in awe of this I'm loving it the fact that you've actually recorded it for one (laughs) (laughs) yeah you've been punked mate (laughs) right well ready yeah lovely be loud do I have to wait for a second clap (laughs) (laughs) no Oh, I didn't, oh, you weren't very clear with the directions, Danny. I thought we were getting a clap each. Benny, say be loud. Okay. <clears throat> be loud. Be kind. And be bitching. There we go. That... Is there a clap to end it? There we go. Oh, yeah, I'm feeling better about that. Yeah. yeah. Woo! Great work all round, guys. Loving your work, guys. Thank you very much to Dan Fisher and Ben Pollard. As you may have picked up over the course of that chat, they have a podcast called Uncaged. And through it, they are watching uh, 100 Nicolas Cage films in 100 days. Uh, Despite the fact that they are now on the home straight, as I mentioned at the start of the episode, I would still encourage you to go back and listen to Uncaged from the beginning. They are both super funny guys, as I think you may have picked up from that. Uh, They keep the episodes relatively short uh, but they're just sort of consistently entertaining and especially go and listen to episode number 44 where you may hear a familiar voice Uh, but they've also had tons of much much better guests on it as well I will leave a uh, a link or two in the description of this episode uh, to go and check out Uncaged but I'm sure if you just search it on your streaming platform of choice you'll be able to find it but I will leave a couple of links in the description just in case. That is pretty much it for another episode of Bitchin' Brew. I've got some um, some great chats about music and life and everything in between in the in the pipeline. So make sure you're subscribed to hear those first as and as and when they come out. Uh, if you're a new listener, then then welcome. You have you know forty 
what are we on number 47 now yeah 46 amazing other episodes to listen to well amazing's probably a bit of a stretch they're all at the very least listenable uh guests including the likes of Entishkari and ash and milk teeth and god who else has been a newfound glory uh, who have just put out a new record who have us have we had uh, cancer bats the bronx Ton, tons of tons of great bands. The, that, those are the first few I can list off the top of my head. Uh, Employed to Surf, who were on the last episode. Um, and, uh, oh, as you are listening to this, uh, if you are listening to this on the week it's come out, we talked about the uh, Glorious EP, Unashamed. We had Sammy from uh, Glorious, as well as, obviously, Employed to Surf and Renounced, uh, on the last episode of the podcast. That EP is out this Friday, the 3rd of July. If you're listening to this a little bit further ahead of time, then, um, then yeah, it's already out. Go and check it out. But if you're listening to this as uh, as and when it's kind of uh, hit the hit the streams, then the uh, debut Glorious EP is out this Friday, and it's called Unashamed. It's out on Church Road Records. Go and check it out. Um, before I go, quick sort of confession time in regards to uh, future episodes. I was really really looking forward uh, to welcoming back a, a returning guest on the podcast for uh, a second and more in-depth chat um, which was uh, which was recorded or so I thought basically um, I, I, I don't think he's going to mind me mentioning his name because I'm, I'm not going to put the episode out unfortunately so it's, it's a real shame but just want to you know express my gratitude for him for taking the time to chat to me anyway I was basically going to get Damien Sale from the St. P.S. Snake Invasion back on the pod for another bite of the bitch and cherry and we had a truly excellent chat and um it wasn't until way too late, basically at the end of the call, that I realised that my recording setup was not properly set up. It was all my fault, but uh, you know, I listened back to it and I sound fine because I'm basically right next to my laptop. Um, but Damien sounds like he's underwater. It's it is pretty much unlistenable. Um, so Damien, on the off chance that you're listening, I'm sorry, buddy. We um we live and learn. And I've beaten myself up about this enough over the last few weeks. And there is always a next time. Damien's a lovely guy and I'm sure we'll be having him back on Bitchin' Brew properly for a chat that you can all hear very, 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 very soon. Indeed. Uh, Whenever that kind of next time is that I'll ask you to, to join me for... Um, I do hope that you can join me for it. I've been Danny Randon. This has been Bitchin' Brew. Uh, don't forget to subscribe on your podcast platform of choice, whether that's Spotify, uh, Acast, um, I've said Spotify, haven't I? Apple Podcasts, Anchor. Uh, just, you know, look us up on your podcast platform of choice, which is what you've obviously done already. Uh, and if we're not on there, drop drop me a little message. I'll leave my email address in the description of this episode because I'm still trying to figure out what podcast platforms we should still be streaming to. So if you can't find it on your preferred platform, then get in touch and I'll see what I can do. Um, and also all the standard, go and like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Bitch and Brew Pod, uh, the same handle for Instagram as well, and then just search Bitch and Brew Podcast on Facebook. Um, until next time, as ever, don't forget to be loud, be kind, be safe, be healthy, be respectful, be vigilant, be informed, be better. And above all of that, be victory.